The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Bollards. They're springing up everywhere like weeds and a lot of people are asking, are they really necessary? Surely there must be a better way to do traffic and pedestrian management than shoving bollards all the way around our towns and cities. Well, to discuss that, I'm joined by Brian Caulfield, who's Professor of Transportation at Trinity College Dublin and Mannix Flynn, Independent Dublin City Councillor. Brian, let me kick off with you. The, the logic of using, of needing to control pedestrians and guide people through the streets and control cars, all of that makes sense. Surely there has to be a more aesthetically pleasing way to do it than jamming bollards around our cities. Um, there is. Um, you could completely segregate them all together and take out the cars, or um, I don't think you can take out pedestrians out of a city. Um, there are other ways in which it's been done in, in, in other European cities, um, but the fact is there that they're, they're a necessity um, because of the mixed use that we have in our cities um, and also because of the proximity of cars to pedestrians and cyclists around the city. And I agree, um, like a lot of the bollards that have popped up, as you said, like weeds, like the plastic ones for the cycle lanes, they're not aesthetically pleasing. I do think the city council needs to look at other examples across um, across Europe and across the world of, of better ways to do that. Well, Mannix Flynn, does the city council look at other options or is it, you know, that cliche about if if all you have is a hammer, the world looks like a nail. If you're used to bollards, are they the solution to everything? Well, good morning to you all. I mean, the issue here is very simple. Who holds the local authority to account? If this was a private developer and they were putting such obstructions or plastic, that a level of plastic on our streets during the construction to be held to pay. There's also organisations like Antashka and like the Royal Architects Association. Uh, you know, there is the Origin Society and there's indeed Dublin Civic Trust, whose role it is to actually, I suppose, you know, I mean, watch over the public domain. Uh, and that's not happening. The city streets, you know, you know, we have Heritage Week coming up. We've had a recent situation in relation to the, the vandalism and the destruction of heritage items, you know, I mean, uh, you know, uh, down in County Wicklow. Uh, and here we have the cityscape, which is a hand-built city, which is very much uh, intact to some extent, uh, you know, what I mean, with, 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 with heritage stone and pavements. You walk down the likes of Werber Street, which is a beautiful street. It's absolutely destroyed with plastic bollards. Uh, illegible, uh, and the city council really, really couldn't give a damn about it. Most of these uh, plastic bollards are broken, cracked. If you were to go down the likes of, uh, 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 say, say, for instance, uh, um, um, down by Trinity College, uh, the, the whole area there is illegible. And I do understand that you've got to separate, you know, pedestrians from cars and trucks, but that's not happening at the moment. You know, I mean, that is a bit, it's very, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, um, hostile. And the, term, the phrase comes to mind, you know, hostile architecture. And this is what this is. I mean, if we are to deal with the motor car, you know what I mean? Well, then we need to deal with the motor car. But the problem is, is that these bollards aren't getting rid of the motor car. They're just simply diverting them into other streets. On top of the plastic bollards, then, you have this kind of, you know what I mean, you know, uh, farce of outdoor dining where you have structures literally on the road, on the footpaths. You know what I mean? You have all of this nonsense, which is facilitating drinking. You go down, say, for instance, the beautiful, once beautiful Merrion Row, and it's a mess. It really is. You go down Capel Street, where we're led to believe that it's pedestrianised, but it's not. It's just car-free, but that doesn't mean it's traffic-free because there are bikes on there. 
So there is an issue for the city council. There's also an issue for the city council heritage officers to be able to kind of say, like, you know, that this is not appropriate. We're actually undermining the historic fabric of the street. But what's really atrocious is, is the Green Party, you know what I mean, who basically are telling us to get rid of plastic or who want this, you know, you know, want us to live in the 15-minute city, you know, carbon neutral, all of that kind of a situation. And that's not happening. So it's becoming, you know, a, a, you know, a situation where you walk out the door, you don't know where you're really walking, you don't know what is really happening, uh, you know, on the streets. And then on top of that, you've got your scooters on footpaths. You've got all this whole mix that's happening. And okay, look, well, well we be, before we widen it into, into reduce, the... Reduce the current... Before we widen it into the problems beyond the bollards, let's just look at that facet first of all, because you say there has to be a better way to do it. Brian, you referenced other cities around the world doing it well. In in your opinion as Professor of Transportation, who are the exemplars of how to do it best and what do they do? Um, I suppose some of the cities that do well, there's a, a couple of Italian cities that do very well and what they tend, some of them tend to use are um, hydraulic bollards. So the bollards that are there to allow traffic in and out and to allow freight deliveries, but I suppose kind of more generically, some of the, the things that I've seen is that where you use trees instead of bollards, um, also then you could use planters in, in, instead of bollards as well. Um, again, bringing more biodiversity back into the city. And one example as well that I saw is where bollards are multifunctional um, in that they're they're equipped with bike parking um, because it's a, a large lack of bike parking in the city um, and, that, and it could be used with that. And I agree with the councillor about the amount of plastic and if those plastic bollards are if they're broken and a cyclist has an interaction with that, it's probably it, it, it's going to be quite bad. Um, so we need to start to, I suppose, reduce and remove those. And a lot of the bollards and a lot of the kind of design we've done for a city at the moment in terms of the streetscape has happened pre and post COVID where everything happened pretty quickly. So I think it's perhaps a time now where we look back at what we've done and see how we can do it better. And is a part of it just having the care and consideration to do it in a way that's aesthetically pleasing? I mean, I think about the the bollards that you often see outside some primary schools where they look like pencils buried in the path. Or if you take Haddington Road in Dublin, where um, decommissioned cannons are used with the bollards. There has to be a way to make these things pretty, even if we have to put up with them. Exactly. There's there's lots of really innovative ideas and and ways in which we can do it. Um, And as I said, you could those examples that you just mentioned there are fantastic ones, but also trees and planters, I think as well, are, are a very important way of doing it. And like, the, the, the city council is great for engaging with the citizens of the city. And why not ask them what they want them to look like, have design competitions, that type of thing. Um, while we have while we have big, heavy metal vehicles driving very close to humans, we need something. Um, so let's try and make it as aesthetically pleasing, but obviously as safe as possible too. Although the safety issue text saying, I walked by a cyclist who was being taken away by ambulance at the time. He had hit one of the bollards and absolutely destroyed himself. He was very badly injured, had suffered a horrendous gash in his face, came within millimetres of his neck. Mannix Flynn, from a, a council perspective, is is the money the issue? Is that why, is it more, is, is it so significantly more costly to make street furniture pretty, that that's why the council doesn't do it? No, there's any amount of money from the NTA, I mean, on the, on the act of travel and the stimulus packages. So money is not the option here, or sorry, it's not the, the obstacle here. The, 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 the issue here is, again, and I'll go back to the planters. We did put planters there, but unfortunately they weren't watered, so they died. 
and then they looked unsavory, you know what I mean? So there is a way of doing it. I mean, certainly the cannons are, you know, an aesthetic, you know what I mean, that can be used. But these are all meant to be temporary measures where we rearrange the city centre and the city indeed and our environment in general for, for, you know, for public transport, bus connects, cycling infrastructure. But the problem for us is at the end of the day is that this really, really isn't really thought out. You know, again, you'll be down Weber Street, you'll see, you know what I mean, you know, uh, you know, problems. Again, for cyclists, it can be very, very dangerous. I had a situation recently where a church was trying to get a funeral in and the, the whole front of the church was full of bollards. So, you know, I think what you need to do here is bring the citizens along. And I think the idea of bringing citizens along, of explaining to them what the situation is, encouraging people to leave the cars at home. But again, we had representation from the Holliers Association who find the fact that, you know, the city illegible. Again, we had major issues on the, on the, on the, on the Lewis line. Uh, some, some, some years back when, when, you know, when we were building the Lewis, uh, people wanted the Lewis when it came into the city to be on batteries. And they didn't, they didn't agree with that. They, they, you know, they put it on worse. So there's worse everywhere and boxes everywhere. So what's happening for us is, is that maybe we'll end up with a city where there'll be no cars, but we'll end up with a city where there'll be so much kind of, you know, bollard infrastructure and wires, you know, denoting all the different levels. They'll be like in one of those kind of airports when you're in one of those kind of lines where you're completely walking by each other for the next 20 odd minutes. There's a problem in our city and there's a major problem is that we're not doing it right. That's the fact of the matter. We cannot, okay. we cannot say that we have one particular street that works in terms of pedestrianisation, traffic, uh, outdoor dining. It doesn't really work. It's a bit of a mess. The responsibility for this uh, you know, rest with Dublin City Council. Okay. Well, it, it has to be said, Mannix, judging by the text, it is not Dublin alone that has this problem because we have a lot of people who are pointing out that the same thing is an issue in Galway and in Cork. It seems to be a, a habit of all urban um, construction at the moment. If you have any thoughts, 53106 or you can get us on WhatsApp 087-1400-106. Big thank you to Mannix Flynn, Independent Dublin Councillor and Brian Caulfield, Professor of Transportation at Trinity College. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.